The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Hello, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm hosting tonight along with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hey! Hey there! And we're here to, well, talk about a lot of different things. And uh, before we uh, get into, uh, well, the got a long list of things written down here, which we probably won't be able to get to all of, but we'll give it a try. But at the moment, uh, I would just like to mention that we do love to hear from our listeners. Uh, and we have actually heard from some uh, listeners, and I'm trying to keep track of uh, everything that folks have asked us about or expressed interest in. And uh, we hope to keep that up. So uh, you can email us, uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh at Civil Politics FM on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community there. And you can find our website, which is simply civilpoliticsradio.com, uh, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, links to things we talk about, and some supplemental episodes. So, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but to me, I think where I'd like to start tonight is the murder of... Ahmad Arbery. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. It might just be Ahmed in the end with just a unusual spelling. But uh, he's a, a young man in Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia, who was uh, shot dead by quote-unquote concerned citizens uh, while he was out jogging uh, in broad daylight about a month ago. And the police... Uh, no, you know, arrived at the scene, uh, talked to the men who admitted to shooting him and took statements and gathered evidence, including, I believe, videotape uh, or some other, you know, video of the of the killing and yet hadn't uh, filed any charges until earlier this week. Uh, I actually hadn't heard they'd file charges. So that's that's at least a little bit of good news. But. Yes, basically, the, the video became public and they were like, oh, well, now now we look dumb. Now we look like we're <laughs> we're racist and callous. So that we've got to do something about that. As far as I can tell, there haven't been arrests. There is a grand jury that is being conducted that is going to be conducted. Uh, so that means they are seeing if there is enough evidence to actually arrest the people, but no arrests have been made as of this recording, which is Thursday, uh, May 7th. Uh, and this well, happened in February, right? And they've just yeah, convened February the, jury, 23rd. the grand jury now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. There, there was a video that got released um, recently, uh, within the past few days, that actually um, showed what, were, what was happening uh, in in that altercation, let's call it. And, uh, so there, there have been more moves to make, uh, to more, more investigation of the, of the, of the crime or, you know, murder, 
the murder, we should say, the murder that happened. It looks like so. in sort of cold blood, right? I mean, it looks like he was just jogging and they shot him. He was, um, if everybody doesn't want to see the video, I have seen it. Basically, he was jogging down the street. Uh, a truck in the video, he's jogging, jogging down the street. A truck rolls up on him, blocks his way. He tries to, he, they start yelling. He tries to get around them. You hear shot fired. Uh, then, uh, when the video goes back to the scene, um, he is in a, an altercation. He's trying to grab a, uh, a rifle or a shotgun away from one of the people. There's another shot and then he, uh, falls to the ground. Fun times. Um, so there, yeah, absolutely murder. There was, um, there were two men. One was in the back of a pickup truck. One was driving. Uh, so, uh, and he was completely unarmed. He was just jogging. So, uh, there have been reports that they were trying to argue, stand your ground. Uh, they were trying to argue, uh, self-defense. And they were also saying that he was citizens arrest, citizens, right? Yes. Basically citizens arrest. Like they, there were, uh, there was a string of robberies um, uh, throughout the neighborhood, small neighborhood. There were there were robberies in uh, in over the past few months, and they thought that he was just like hauling down the street. So they were like, "Oh, that's the guy," or something. For some reason, they thought he was the guy, um, and like took off after him. Like got in their truck with their guns and went off after him, blocked him, and I guess said. I'm I'm assuming the conversation was, hey, you're stealing stuff. No, I'm not. You lay on the ground. No. Bam. What are you doing? Give me that gun. Bam. And then he was dead. That's my assumption of the conversation. I don't know what the conversation is. The, The video just shows a lot of yelling. So, yeah. But there is a soundtrack to it, or it's just you can see they're yelling. Mm hmm. If there is soundtrack. There, there is yeah. sound. It, you, but you can't really make out what they're yelling. You can only hear yeah. that they're very animated about whatever they're talking yeah. about. <clears throat> so this is it's this just, is part of a pattern. Oh, go ahead, Sue. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say that it's 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 horrifying, and it still keeps happening. And here it is in Georgia in the beginning of the pandemic basically, right, when this happened. And they just kind of swept it under the rug in Georgia, didn't even file charges. And you was it you, John, who was saying one of the one of the shooters was an ex cop and the guy that was so, shot yeah. is a football player. Or uh, was a football player. Yeah, the 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 man um who uh uh was arrested or or was, was shot, um Arbery, he was a he was he was basically um uh, very into keeping in shape. So he ran, um, he went on jogs a lot. Uh, and yeah. So, so not just black while driving anymore. It's now black while jogging. Oh, black while jogging is, has been a thing for a while. Yeah. Um, no jogging, no, no cookouts, no, no walking, no working, no babysitting, no swimming, uh no no sitting quietly in your own home no 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 sitting quietly in your own home um uh or like um mr gates trying to professor gates trying to get back into his own house at harvard yeah no trying (laughs) to enter your home 
Um, <laughs> no, yeah, there's well, being there's in a, your own home, right? Yeah, that was the woman who came in on the second floor and mistook her apartment for his. Exactly. There, there's yeah. not much that we can do uh, without yeah. fearing for our lives, in dif- depending on the area. Um, so, yeah, no sitting on the stoop. Oh. No, uh, yeah, so. No fun allowed. No oh. fun allowed. But but Stacey Abrams, there's a group that's actually jumped on this, right? There's there's some they're they're they got it politicized enough that the tape made it to national news at this point, right? Because that's why it's in the news this week. Because people say, "Hey, what's what? What in the world's happening here?" Yeah, um, oh. it just and it that's Georgia. Came to head, um, to like yesterday, uh, uh, it is Georgia. Um, there have been uh, the 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 um uh vice president biden has said something about it um stacy abrams uh i don't know if there are any specific political groups but um the family does have a lawyer uh that is um that's helping them and they are calling for arrests uh no arrests have been made or charges filed in glen glen county for more than 2 months after the killing, uh, an outside prosecutor placed placed in charge of the case said he wants a grand jury to decide whether criminal charges are warranted. So at least they're doing a grand jury. That won't yeah. happen until at and least mid June, since courts are largely closed because of coronavirus. Um, and is that and a this is in contrast to? Is- Go ahead, Sue. I, I'm sorry. I I thought you said, but I may be mixing up the cases. That there was a new prosecutor assigned to it. There's an outside prosecutor new? that uh, outside was put prosecutor on, that was put on the case. But yeah, uh, the prosecutor that originally looked into the case is no longer in charge. They have another prosecutor on there that is uh, going to conduct a grand jury um, when the courts start opening because you know you can't have a grand jury. Yeah. Well, the courts are closed. Uh, well, Georgia wants to reopen, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is, uh, as I was trying to say, this is in stark contrast to uh, other instances. Uh, I think there was uh, one I just saw a headline for uh, of a police officer in New York who was violently beating a woman for uh, not wearing a face mask. And she was, of course, dark skinned. Uh, oh. And, you know, the 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 completely uh, unequal justice that just the 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 nakedness of it is really, uh, I think, becoming even more apparent uh, during this crisis. Uh, the uh, uh, mass of protesters who uh, uh, descended upon the state house in Michigan. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we've had protesters like that and another uh, states across the country, including here in Massachusetts, but mm-hmm. they didn't seem to be as violently aggressive as they were in Michigan. They weren't carrying a whole bunch of, uh, you know, well, basically machine guns, you know. Uh, uh, I actually know um, many protests around the country uh, have uh, where there are open carry. There have been um, people with automatic weapons uh, at, at sure. these protests. And but Massachusetts, I don't think, is an open carry state. Oh, so. it's not. Thank God. Yeah. 
so so there's that um but these uh that that footage from the from the 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 screaming people who were all uh uh white-skinned of course confronting uh cops on the steps of the of the michigan state house and just uh you know the the night and day ability of the cops to hold keep their cool and not respond to those provocative acts uh, those dangerously provocative acts from from armed, uh, angry people is, is really extraordinary. So, and yet it's perfectly ordinary. It's exactly business as usual in this country, and that's uh, it's one of the reasons why this crisis is so bad. I think because we, uh, you know, have different standards for for different people uh, based on you know race and also on wealth. Uh, so, yeah, um, there is a yesterday uh, again, we're we're recording on Thursday, the 7th. So on the 6th um, yesterday, the uh, it looks like the Michigan governor wants to or state officials want to want a gun ban after those protests. Well, well I don't blame them. Yeah, uh, which honestly, a lot of people were were saying if I know a lot of my friends were saying if there were. Uh, if if these were a bunch of black people, that would have happened almost immediately. Um, see what happened in, well, with the Black arrested. Panthers. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I think it's worth mentioning. Remember. Yeah. yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's just. Um, I, I'm glad that they're at least considering it. You know. Well, I think it's worth well, mentioning a- that Timothy McVeigh, the uh, man responsible for the Oklahoma City bombing, uh, got his start. Uh, as a white terrorist, a white nationalist terrorist in the Michigan militias back in the early 90s. So, Fine. you know, things haven't changed much. Eh. Well, it's such a hunting state, too. I mean, people do love their guns in Michigan. You don't really think of it because you think of Detroit and the big cities. But, you know, it's um, it's hunting and fishing country, too. So, um, And did they try – they tried to go inside the state house, which is actually a crime. But they yeah. weren't really confronted. Well, the state the house police. was closed, and they were saying it's the people's house. Let us in, which makes yeah. no sense, um, <laughs> like at all. Because they weren't people. No, yeah. because that—that's not what the people's house means. It's not like yeah. you can just go in anytime. It's a—it's a government building. It closes sometimes. Yeah, you you can close public places for for reasons like, hey, you know, you can't go on the skating rink after after midnight because it's dark and it's closed up, so don't go in there. Also, know? it's not even it's though it's a public rink. Hours, it's closed all right. the time, so uh, it's. Well, oh, that's right, because everybody's closed for the for the virus. You can't go into a library or anything right now. No, but well, also, right. if you want to go into the state house at. 10 p.m. on a Saturday, you can't. You can't yell, yeah. it's the people's house, so I should be able to go in because it's closed. Yeah. I mean... Well, what a, what a, what a, what a picture seeing that happen with those angry, angry guys oh yeah, yelling, with guns. Yeah. Apparently one guy, mm-hmm. the guy that was pictured that was uh, yelling in someone's face was saying that he was not yelling in someone's face. I'll put, I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> um, well, this this is the migration of our norms. I mean, this is really, for 
in some perspective, it's like, do people say no to anything? I mean, is there any limits to what people, their behavior? I mean, starting with the fellow we spoke about that was shot, you know, in cold blood in Georgia, you know, President Trump not wearing a mask at a mask factory. I mean, it's very, it's, it's dissonant. You know, it's like, God, wasn't this a country of law and order? (laughs) Well, it's, it's a rot that's, well, yeah, it's, it's a rot that's come in from, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's reached the top of the Republican party and is currently sort of spreading throughout the government and throughout society because it's, it's being, uh, enabled by the current uh, uh, commander in chief, the head of the executive branch, and uh, I mean we're seeing this in all kinds of ways. Like for example, uh, and and uh, one of our listeners wanted us to talk about the way in which uh, uh, unscrupulous actors are exploiting this uh, pandemic crisis to to get away with things that wouldn't otherwise. Uh, be acceptable or that people wouldn't even notice or use the uh, extraordinary circumstances to, to do crazy uh, or, or horrible things. Um, oh, the shock, but just, shock doctrine you were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so for, for example, you know, just putting a total freeze on immigration and, and all kinds of things like that. Uh, but also the uh, Department of Justice just dropped charges against uh, uh, Michael Flynn for uh, lying to the FBI about his uh, ties to Russia and Turkey. And, you know, like Flynn's already uh, uh, gone through the court system for this. He He's pled guilty. Yeah. The only thing that's been waiting to pled happen guilty. is the judge to pass. Yes, twice. The, the judge <laughs> just hasn't passed sentence. So, you know, uh, I don't know the- if the Justice Department can can withdraw the charges at this point, honestly. Because I mean, I there is, the Justice Department does have the option to say, like, we decline to prosecute such and such a case, but the prosecution's over. You know, it's did, it's over did, and done. Is this, is this, I don't have COVID either. Um, I'm just coughing. I think it must be allergies, too. So um, is this the same one where the prosecutor is, uh, I think he's, um, he's uh, resigned that was on this? The federal, yes, the the, the U.S. Yeah, attorney. Yeah, federal prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, you just you're looking at this across the across the board. We talked about a case off the air um, where the Supreme Court agreed nine to zero on something, and I don't know if we'll get to it tonight or not. But that it's sort of like there's so few things where people actually agree on what the outcome should be. It's like we're living in bizarro world. You know, the other world for Superman. That's <laughs> like. Oh my God! Everything's reversed, and up is down, and you know, green is white, and red is blue. It's, it's I, a very strange time. Can I, I just honestly, can I just make a point oh, go here? Ahead, um, I just want to I just want to mark the time. Sue made a very good uh, analogy using comics, and I just want to say I'm very oh. proud. <laughs> and that was a deep cut to Bizarro World. That's that is a really deep cut. So I I just want to very good, very good, very good. I just very I'm so proud. It must be al- allergy allergy medication has brought up old cobwebs from when I was a child and I read those. I think after in, five in years we finally rubbed off on you. I think that's what's happening right now. Well, very I'm not I'm impressed. Seven. That's someone I'm seven or eight, so that's pretty good. <laughs> 
but it is it is topsy turvy world, and we're going to have a snowstorm this weekend, which you know it's sort of odd. I mean, Western Mass sometimes has snowstorms, but we're going to have one, you know, probably mostly in the Berkshires. But it 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 really sort of gives everybody everybody's like not sure what day of the week it is. Never mind what season it is. It's it's very odd, disorienting, I guess. And I think that sort of Trump style. You said the fish rots from the head. I mean, I think it is part of that, that he likes people to, to have chaos and not sure, you know, where the authority lies. And um, I, we were talking before the show about the CDC guidelines that just got deep sixed that came out and um, they've they've sequestered them. And they're one of the folks in the White House is saying they're not going to see the light of day because people will use them to sue their employers. <laughs> It's sort of like saying, well, because the cigarette package says cancer can harm you, the tobacco company has no liability because, you know, the Surgeon General said it was okay to sell it. They just put a warning on it. <laughs> well, like, and the the house uh uh one of the at least one committee in the house of representatives uh uh asked dr fauci to testify and the white house said no dr fauci <gasps> may not testify before the house but he can testify before the senate that's he's fine. too busy for the house but uh he's not too bu- well, also then trump said uh it's the house the house is just full of trump haters so What's the yeah. point? Except for they had no legal oversight for a while. Yeah. <laughs> according, oh, that Constitution thing. <laughs> well, it's 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 been a heck of a week, and you just start to look at some of this stuff, and it makes you it makes you crazy. Well, one of the things that I uh, occasionally do run into people who are Trump supporters, and they go, "You just hate Trump," and I, I say. I do hate Donald Trump. It's true. But I don't just hate him because I hate him. I have reached that opinion because of reasons. He's done these terrible things, and I hate him for that. And, you know, so sort of dismiss me as just, oh, you hate Trump is, you know, completely missing the point. I I hate Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler, too, you know, <laughs> and I have reasons for that. <laughs> okay. Wait. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Well, well, you guys mentioned something I didn't know, and that was that I had forgotten. Maybe I did not. Um, the, I'm the, sorry. What did you say? That you cut out for a sec there. Oh, sorry. You guys mentioned something that there was a law passed um, to prevent Trump from like invading Iraq or Iran or doing things without declaring war, and it passed both. You know, both houses of Congress, um, but it couldn't. He vetoed it, and he couldn't override it. But at least, at least Congress, to some degree, agreed that you know he shouldn't be allowed to go rogue. <laughs> well, it was a power resolution passed the it passed the the House in February and the Senate in March, I think. And uh, the 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 president vetoed it, and the Senate just uh, failed to override his veto. But if you remember three years ago, uh, Trump wanted to lift uh, sanctions that the Obama administration had imposed upon Russia for their interference in the 2016 election. And the Congress voted pretty much unanimously to uphold those sanctions. So they they can bring Trump to heel if they feel like it. Uh, But clearly, they don't feel like it. And so – 
you know, this was a, this is a War Powers Act to prevent Trump from staging more unilateral attacks on uh, the the government or the people or the military of Iran. And, you know, that's that's a good idea. Like, I don't think we want him just starting a war for no reason. Um, the it, bill, it, it, uh, it makes uh, just to, just to take over it. Um, uh it demanded the removal of U.S. armed forces from hostilities against Iran within 30 days unless their engagement was approved by Congress. Um, Trump vetoed the bill uh, this past Wednesday night, calling it a very insulting prop re resolution that Democrats had introduced as part of a strategy to win an election November 3rd by dividing the Republican Party. <sighs> Well, just, I, I'm I, just maybe so tired you would to propose something sensible like injecting people with bleach, then perhaps <laughs> they now, might have been on, able to get more traction. He, he did not say he wanted to just inject people with bleach. He specifically was asking a medical professional if injecting disinfectants. Disinfectant was viable and if they are going to look into it and also very powerful light inside the body. It was he was asking for scientific research from a member of his pandemic team to research and see if injecting disinfectants would be a viable option for fighting the coronavirus and COVID nineteen. True. It could have been Lysol instead of bleach. You're it's, right. Yeah, I, exactly. I appreciate the correction. Thank you. That's, That's what I'm here for. Quaternary, a quaternary ammonium compound, one of the best disinfectants. Did you see Dr. Burks in that video? Because people thought he was talking to her, but Redfield was behind the podium. He was actually looking at um, Redfield from the, is he the CDC, I think. But Dr. Birch, she just looked down at her shoes and it's like, oh my God, why doesn't somebody say something? Yeah. <laughs> Because they'll be gone, right? That's why, I assume. Uh, speaking of, um, just to, we didn't talk about this before, but Dr. Rick Bright has, um, who was uh, a member of Mr. the team, um, he filed a whistleblower complaint with the uh, HHS uh, Inspector General. So, what, uh, uh, what's he alleging in the complaint specifically? He is, uh, he was federal science ousted last month as uh, director of the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. Um, his focus on vaccine development, and basically he uh, spoke out against the uh, using um, oh, hydro... Chloroquine. Chlor yeah, chloroquine. chloroquine. And chloroquine. he was removed from his position and moved to another uh, um, another position. Uh, and when, and that was after he spoke out against when the president was, was trying to push this drug. Um, he discussed the drug's potential toxicity and demonstrated the political pressure to rush these drugs from Pakistan and India to American households. Um, so he just, uh, filed a whistleblower complaint, which gives, which gives him more protections, um, he didn't take the job that they moved him to, right? It was a big demotion. He he basically is he was out on medical leave anyway, I think. But um, they they're trying to move him into a different position, and he's 
I guess that's going to protect him from being moved till it's determined. Yeah, or, or uh, mm-hmm. any he was moved transferred to a less impactful position at NIH. So, um, yeah. Well, yet more, yet another example of how Trump is uh, eroding norms and not giving a crap about oversight and checks on his power. And of course, checks and balances are sort of key to the whole idea of American governance. So big thumbs up to that. Well, here's the question for you guys. So having watched this go on for three years now, do you think Trump knows how to use power? I mean, Uh, he seems to kowtowed a lot of very strong people into doing what he wants, you know, whether it makes a mess of the country or not. He definitely seems to... I think that's a really interesting question uh, to to pick up again, uh, but we should take a short break and play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, uh, and come back, uh, and then Jamra and I can take a whack at that. So uh, okay. we're gonna we're gonna play a few announcements, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. This is Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave in a reasonable manner. So if you care about being informed, if you care about democracy, if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. Please support your source for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. I'm Rachel Maddow with the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission and the Franklin Regional Council of Governments for Valley Free Radio. Reminding you that legally, bicycles are vehicles and bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities and should observe the same rules as motorists. For more information on bicycle rights and safety, go to www.massbike.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still chatting with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And Sue had just posed. Yeah, Sue just posed an interesting (laughs) question. Uh, I mean, it's one we've talked about before, but just I don't know. It seemed like a slightly different spin or a new. It shows up in a new light right now uh, after so after three and a half years into Trump's presidency. Uh, Oh, and by the way, uh, uh, this past Tuesday was 26 weeks to the day 
before uh, the November election. So buckle up, kids. There's still half a year to go. Ha ha. Um, but you talked about or you asked us about what we think about the idea of Trump being able to use power uh, yeah, to, to, to consolidate get it. Yeah. Yeah. To consult. Yeah. And just I wondered what you think at this point, given everything that's happening, you know, even the withholding of the CDC guidelines, you know, the pardoning of Michael Flynn. I mean, it's just it's well, every he has arena and every. Yeah. Right. He's there. They're, what did I forget what we said? They were going to discharge the Justice Department charges. decided to drop charges. Yes. Uh, attorney drop General. charges. Then. Yeah. So, well, uh, I, I, I. Uh, genre, of course, uh, will have his own opinion, and uh, I, I, I look forward to hearing it. Uh, but in a nutshell, I think to me, the issue isn't can Trump use power at all. Like, yeah, he can. He's he he knows how to do things with power. But what does he want to do? And what he basically wants to do is uh, exploit it for his own ends and twist things to get his way, you know? So it's like, yeah, sure. He can, he's capable of manipulating people and, uh, creating a kind of cult like loyalty and whatnot. Sure. But there's more, I think to, uh, quote unquote, using power than just, can you, uh, use it to seize dominion over people? I think there's also the question of what exactly are you trying to do? Um, and Trump's good at breaking things, but he isn't good at actually uh, at making things, at promoting the public good or making positive changes or helping people or managing a global crisis. You know, all of those things are important, and Trump doesn't actually know how to do any of them. So. So what do you think, John? What do you mean by use what Sue, what do you mean by wield power? The ability to bend other people to your will. Oh. So the ability, you know, that uh, that ability to consolidate power, whether you use it for good or bad, I mean I I totally understand what Mike said, but that ability to really um consolidate power. Trump when using power is like a mallet. He, um, he, that he's very, it's not like he's very, it's not like a focused, like, here, I'm going to move this. He's, he's not a chess player, basically. Um, uh, like Clinton was. Bill, Bill Clinton was a Machiavellian. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, something passed and you're like, wait, I didn't really agree with that. Exactly. I mean, the, <laughs> why the, did I vote for it? Trump is a, yeah. if you want to talk power, Trump is a bull in a china shop, he's a horse in a hospital. That's that's basically what he is. That's still power. Yeah, like I get the reference. A horse. <laughs> like nobody knows why a horse is in the hospital, but anyway, um, I'll post the 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 bit in the comic. The link. It's John, <laughs> it's John Mulaney. It's he's one of the best stand-up comics of it, it, it's it's so long. But um, a bull in a china shop is still very powerful, but. It's not like they're doing it. It's not like the bull is doing anything except just smashing things around and trying to trying to keep like and very focused on self-preservation. That's 
Like and why, leaving a pile like, of droppings behind. Well, I mean, the, so there is, it doesn't there care is. about that. That's the thing. Like, that's not that's not an action that it's really trying to take. It's just when you have a bull in a china shop, things are just going to get broken. The bull doesn't care if there is food in the china shop. Then they're gonna they're if the bull is going to try to eat that. It doesn't care about what happens around it. That's basically what what he's doing he he likes having power but it's it's clearly he likes using power to uh aggrandize himself is that a word aggrandize i'm not sure yeah yeah it absolutely and is maybe, yeah so it to and maybe vanquish himself, his rivals uh well and, and vanquish and humiliate rivals again that's part of it but that's not that's not the focus he just yeah. wants to feel like he's important that's that's pretty yeah. much all he's ever wanted he's wanted to feel rich and important that's and and vanquishing his rivals is one of the ways of him feeling important um yeah. another way is having people watch him uh his rallies or his daily briefings that they've canceled down because they've realized oh he's just looking like a lunatic um that uh helping out his friends and it's not because of friendship it's because now he has power over them he wants to be the the most important person he wants to be the everybody is talking about him everybody look everybody is looking at him that is what he wants and he's getting that now and yeah because anything, it fills the void in his heart well whatever about that it's um I, I don't really want to talk about like what's in his heart but uh it just it just from from watching him over the years and over the long long years because i have been aware of mr trump for a very long time uh because he's always been like part of the American news in some way, you know, since the eighties when he was just going nuts. Um, and that's it. I mean, that's, that's another from another thing from, from John Mulaney. <laughs> if we're uh, talking about him, he has this joke from a while ago. Uh, Donald Trump is what a, uh, is what a hobo would, would, would describe when, when, when they're talking about what if they had a lot of money, they, they I'll put my name in all the buildings and I'd have a, I'd have a head of beautiful golden hair. And <laughs> like, he, yep. he's, he's a caricature, but he likes that. And yeah. Um, it, well, he's a, a shallow using, man. Yeah. He is a shallow man. He's a, and because he's shallow and prideful. Yeah, he he's worried about what he looks like, how he looks in front of people. If he's if he's insulted, then he lashes out. And people say that's like a child, but no, it's not really like a child. It's like it's like a man who has no self-control. Yeah. Um, a very egotistical well, man, and and the and if you're talking about him using power, yes, he can use power. Many people can use power. You, he can't wield power, and that's a very important difference. 
He can't wield power. He doesn't know how to wield it. He doesn't know how to do anything in the background. He did, it, People around him know how to do that. But basically what he says is, I want this to happen. Make this happen. And then someone else goes off and wields their power to, to that benefit because they're just well, afraid. Assuming he's actually decided to hand that off to somebody who can get things done. I mean – one of the reasons why we're having such difficulty managing the coronavirus crisis is Trump has handed a lot of responsibility to his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and Jared Kushner is unequal to the task. Yeah, I mean, this is, and the this, case is so many things. this is something that I brought up before. Trump doesn't care. If it doesn't involve him, if it doesn't help him, he does not care. If, a, if the Republicans bring up a bill about whatever, then – and they say we want to do this, and it it's not something that he cares about. Then he'll just sign it. He doesn't care. Like the the coal miners yeah. thing, he doesn't care about that. The only thing he cares about is that people were happy about that. He cares about immigration. He cares about finance. He cares about um, construction or whatever. Like his his he has interests. He's not a completely vacant like just staring at the walls and or something dude he he has ambition he has um interests he has projects that he really wants to get done any uh, other stuff that isn't connected to any of those things or his ego he doesn't care he doesn't care I've never like I don't think that he actually cares about anything um other than so the coronavirus comes up and he's like whatever you know, take care of it. I don't give a crap. And now that it's a thing that they're <clears throat> now that it's a thing that he, he's center stage on now, now he cares. Now he's trying to do something, but he still doesn't know what to do because that that means he has to wield power. Wielding power means knowing how where your power is, where your where you can go with it. And moving where your leverage is, where your leverage is, where it isn't, and making sure that you use it in a way that that is beneficial, without looking like a bull in a china shop. That's why he said he's a mallet. He's a mallet trying to hammer in a nail. But if you if you don't care, I mean, if you're a person who doesn't care and your only interest is in in having more power, then in some ways he's actually quite effective. Well, you know, yeah, so I mean, you're reminding me. I don't want to go in the. I don't want to go in a shop where there's a bull. Yeah, that's insane. You know, so, I wouldn't want to do is, that. Of course not. I'd be afraid of yeah. the bull. So yeah, he get he's gaining power because he's he's a wild man. And nobody knows what's going to happen. And if you cross him, then he fires you or he ruins you. He would. He, he well, is find somebody who vindictive. can do your job. What's yeah, that? he's wicked vindictive. Mm -hmm. I said, or often his management style is: you you find somebody, you tell three people to do the same thing, and who's ever successful at it stays, and anybody that falls behind, they're just eliminated, or he eliminates all of yeah. them. And pick somebody new he's, yeah he basically yeah. it's a it's it's a it's a very interesting tactic he it's hasn't, very, he uh, hasn't damaging to, sorry he, he hasn't gotten to where he is he's not an idiot he's 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 not dumb like people say that oh he's an idiot no he's he's just 
out of pocket. He just he just does what he wants, but he he uses yeah. power in in a way to to keep himself in power to make himself important. If you know, being this president, whole, this like, conversation is reminding me of of a interaction I had like thirty odd years ago when I was I think a freshman in college, and I was chatting with uh, you know one of the other guys in the hall uh, who was like uh, on the, the college football team. And he was talking about his life growing up in Texas and how he, you know, uh, spent time, you know, it was the college was the first time he'd really been away from home for any length of time other than time he'd spent at a Christian leadership camp. And I said, well, what's Christian leadership camp? What do you do? And he said, well, you know, we talked about how to like, you know, you know, be good, persuasive leaders and, you know, effective at setting an agenda, getting things done. And I said, uh, oh, okay. He said, you know, so we study, you know, for example, like the speeches of Adolf Hitler. And I said, wait, what, why are you studying Hitler at a Christian leadership camp? And he said, well, yeah, but sure, Hitler was bad, but he was really good at getting people to do what he wanted and getting people to go along with him and holding, you know, grabbing power and holding on to it. And I said, surely for a Christian leadership camp, uh, standards like did he murder millions of people should matter. <laughs> uh, plus, it's also worth noting that his goal was to create a thousand-year Reich, and instead it lasted about ten years. So, you know, I got, why is he in any way a good model? Now I know John was probably rolling his eyes and thinking Godwin's law here, but um, I was. I, I just wanted to say that uh, I I I was going to wait until you're done, but yes, I have linked uh, an explanation of Godwin's law and his ancillaries <laughs> uh, to in in the show notes if anybody would like to to learn about Godwin's law. Um, so please continue. But I think that I I I think the comparison is uh, appropriate. Uh, you know, uh, Trump hasn't set up, uh, you know, concentration camps or, or well, he hasn't set up murder camps. And, you know, we haven't invaded Poland and stuff. So obviously there are differences. Uh, but there are a lot of things that he's trying to do uh, that are evocative of uh, some of the policies of Hitler's regime. You know, demonizing immigrants. Uh, well, uh, valorizing uh, armed gangs of thugs, uh, calling them very fine people, especially the ones who are, you know, uh, uh, you know, neo-Nazis. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, you know, the divide and rule, create chaos and then uh, uh, knock down the, the laws and, uh, and, and norms of government and just have everything come down to because I said so, because I'm the Fuhrer. I mean, that was Hitler's style too, and so Trump has a lot in common with him. I well, yeah, they're both fascists, but I, I think that. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, do, you know. Do you guys think we just didn't? Was it Venezuela where Maduro? Where where did they just find the SEAL team? The, the ex SEAL team guys. They were trying to overthrow somebody, and they think one of the um, consultants was involved. Venezuela. Was it Venezuela? Yeah, yeah. And do you Maduro think, regime. Yeah, do you think Trump was behind that? Because that's sort of his um, attempt at assassinating Castro kind of thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump knew all about it, but I also would not be at all surprised if he didn't, and that it's 
basically uh, people taking advantage of chaos and confusion and lack of oversight from the top uh, here in the U.S. to basically just run around and do whatever they like because, Go you know, road. why not? Yep. It's not like Trump is going to gonna stop them even if he finds out. So what do they care? Yeah. I was and he might elevate that. him. If, if- I think that um, – <laughs> I think that uh, Hitler actually was able to wield power instead of just being a mallet. Um, so that's, you know, well, I guess I'm arguing that Hitler is better at using power. I just, uh. <laughs> he, he actually wasn't. Uh, I've actually been, I got curious about this and I've read, uh, oh God, who was it? I'm drawing a blank now, but uh, I was reading uh, about this and actually, you know, Hitler was, uh, you know, a basket case. He he was terrible at actually running things and being responsible. He, no, he I thought feel better, he was, I guess. Yeah, he thought he was really smart, you know, even though he wasn't. But what he was really good at was arranging rallies and, you know, choreographing events and things like that. So, you know, and he, he loved the flags and the pigeons, you know. He really didn't have that in common with with Trump. Uh, you know, I, I I I do wonder if he you know managed to get a cut of the merchandising deal. Like every time somebody got a swastika armband, did he get you know five percent of the gross? I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> well, so you guys are going to start. You're going to hang up on me after this one. But so um, Hitler was known as a very good and powerful and persuasive speaker, and that a lot of Germans really liked him and believed that he was going to make them. A, a beautiful country again. Yes. But, I've, so I've here's the question. Even people today who oh. are, you know, virulently anti-Nazi, they're like, yeah, Hitler's a really persuasive orator. So. Yeah. So then I'm going to make a comparison and this isn't Godwin's law. This is somebody else. Well, maybe it's Godwin's law. So Barack Obama is, uh, you know, unbelievable uh, speaker and persuasive speaker and organized huge huge uh, rallies. And do you remember when he went to Germany? I mean, people couldn't believe the people that lined up to hear him speak. So would you say that Obama was as good a speaker as Hitler? I'm not going to compare the two. And I'm just talking I, about I, the ability to motivate I don't people. Feel, I don't feel comfortable comparing the two like whatsoever. I, I think that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a specious comparison, I think, because why people well because people are motivated by many things, obviously, and you know the confidence with which one speaks, one's ability to uh, uh, connect with the crowd and evoke uh, responses with them, uh, the rhetoric one uses, hope. you know, one one's you know grasp of the language, those do matter absolutely, but it also matters what you talk about and what you propose. And one reason why uh, Hitler was able to uh, get as far as he did in Germany, and it's it's worth noting that lots of people hated his guts and didn't uh, uh, think he was persuasive at all. Um, But one reason is that uh, Germany was in a real mess, uh, the country was kind of in shambles he, and uh, because of economic problems hope. and whatnot. And also there he was this con- – I'm sorry? He restored hope. Hitler restored hope to people after World War I. He, yeah, I mean that was part of people, his, to some his people, angle, he, I guess. 
look, Sue, uh, uh, Trump was able to uh, get some people to uh, uh, rally to his banner because of an appeal to a sense of wounded national pride. That's true. But there are plenty of people who didn't feel that way. And uh, it's also worth noting that a big part of what brought him in was uh, his anti-Semitism, his, hey, you know, it's all the fault of the Jews. And part of the reason why that worked is Germany has a centuries-long tradition of hating the Jews and blaming them for whatever the heck seems to be wrong at any given moment. And then – visiting horrible violence on them, you know, going back to the uh, 11th century. So, uh, so, so it's it's really – go ahead. The, the difference – well, so – because I'm asking about Obama, not Trump. So what you're saying is that while Obama also inspired hope, it wasn't that he blamed other people. He didn't use those kind of tactics. He still inspired hope. Some people hate Obama. I mean, they were Obama haters too. Oh, but sure. that his tactic, his tactic. I'm just speaking about their ability to move people with what they say to them. You know, not how many people or not, but that they that the three of them motivate people for some reason, sort of beyond what you think um, would See, and be that's possible. Another, and that's another reason why I think it's a deeply flawed comparison, because Trump and Hitler both were attempting to cultivate a cult of personality. They wanted people to be, you know, to, they wanted a, a crowd of people where when they would say jump, the crowd would say how high. And Obama isn't interested in that. So he's not trying to do the same things. He's not trying to create an army of violent followers. He's trying no, to inspire he was, he, people to do good in the world. And his ideology is also not, you know, uh, an affirmation that basically like uh, uh, real human existence uh, is predicated on violence, which was, you know, at the core of Hitler's, Hitler's view of the world, that violence in and of itself was just a good thing. You know, not for a particular okay. goal, just kill her. You know, violence and murder were just goods in and of themselves. So, yeah. So your your argument is that they have different motivations. And I was really asking, do you think they have the same power, you know, in their speech, their ability to move people with speech? So, uh, again, uh, you're you're you're, I think, really. Uh, making a, a, a an inapplicable comparison. Uh, I can't think of a good analogy to uh, sort of illustrate why off the top of my head if, if what I'm saying hasn't done it. And I noticed that we do need to wrap up, I think. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, we're right at the point where we should be uh, uh, wrapping this episode up, I'm afraid. So, uh, Sue, any last words? I did, and then I lost my thought, but it is sort of a, just an interesting question to me is how, how people get power over people like that, you know, whether it's through speech or through scaring them or divisive or tactics. Anyway, thank you. Well, for political power comes from answer. consent of the govern, and what do you get people to consent and how do you get it? Yeah, that is certainly relevant. Well, so, I'm thinking uh, more like inspire, not consent, but we'll talk about it. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> yeah. John, anything else before we go? Um, nope. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, I just want to mention there's going to be a town hall tonight at eight o'clock on CNN, uh, which of course will be over by the time this, uh, 
thing airs, but uh, talking to Lori Garrett and other experts about pandemics. So that should be very interesting and informative. And uh, we're going to have a podcast of this show uploaded to the various services and a recording on our website uh, sometime over the weekend. And we'll have a rebroadcast of the show next Monday afternoon at 4. And we'll be back with more civil politics next week. So we hope you join us for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. And that's all for this week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.